What is good, my boy? Dude, did you just see they suspended Draymond Green? Yeah, that's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, NBA's getting soft as fuck. What? I hate the fact that they suspended Draymond Green for the simple fact that he grew up in the Detroit Pistons locker room. Yep. What the fuck do you expect? Mm. That Detroit and- Pistons locker room that he grew up in was led by none other than Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, Richard Hamilton. So what do you expect? Right. He's Probably going to his play his ass off at all times. Right. He's going to give you everything he has, whatever he lacks in skill, he gives you an effort and heart and intensity. Mm. So I watched that game last night. Yeah. Um, and should he have gotten ejected? Absolutely. Yeah. But how many times has Draymond Green gotten ejected this season? Do you know? I don't. No, I, I don't know. Time. See, I feel like it's been at least twice, but I can't recall a third time. One or two, right? Yeah. Maybe no one or two. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it takes, I believe, five to seven ejections to get suspended. I might I have so. to fact check myself. <laughs> Listeners, please do that for me. But yeah, uh, there, there's like a certain threshold you have to hit, and it's definitely not fucking one or two. Right. And they're making him go to counseling, too. And I'm like, wow, it's that far? Now listen, with the anger management? Listen. All right, look. Woo! I get that he knocked out Jordan Poole. I get that. <laughs> yep. That was fucking last year. It was in the past. Let that shit go. Right. Every season is, a, is its own entity. Mm. Can we just stick to that? Right. Yes, he's been overly aggressive in the past, but like I just told you, where did he grow up? In the mm. Detroit Pistons locker room. He's from Saginaw, Michigan. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> it's in the I don't blood, know man. Any, I don't know if any of you guys have been a Saginaw, Flint, Detroit, Lansing, but they don't play. <laughs> they don't. Everyone like, knows that. Everybody knows when you step onto a basketball court in any of those cities in Michigan that I named, you better be on your shit. <laughs> you better be ready to fight at any given moment. Right. Because at any given moment, something could pop off. Mm. And Draymond mm. Green's just about that life. So, right. um, yeah, NBA, y'all got this whole thing fucked up, and y'all need to reconsider y'all little soft-ass agendas, all right? Because you guys are taking the physicality out the game. Right? Yes. Yes, did, did he get, uh, like we said, did he deserve that ejection? Absolutely. Yes. Suspension? Get the fuck out of here, man. In, indefinite suspension, oh. too. <laughs> I, uh, I forgot. You didn't name it yet, so I'm good. But you know what I'm getting at, right? <laughs> You know what I'm, I'm not. At. I'm not even gonna name it just because. <laughs> yep, but mm-hmm. yep, you're not wrong about that at all. That's all. I that was such brand new news. I was like, okay, I know he knows about it. I know he's got an opinion about it. So let me just start with that right away because I saw the same thing and said, "What the fuck? Like, how soft are we? This is this is the kind of shit that made me leave the game in the first place back when you know, like I said, after Jordan left and you and all the softer, old heads, all the old heads were like." This game is weak as fuck now. So, again, I know I'm not going to be sitting here bashing the NBA all goddamn day about it, but, like, that's an example of, like, really, really, it's ball, man. Come on. Come on. He's not even, like, punching dudes. He's kind of doing a couple choke codes. No big deal. It was, I did that shit with my brothers growing up. Who cares? Right. You, if Draymond Green really wanted to punch Nurkic, he would have punched him. Lights out. <laughs> Like no quit. It's Draymond Green. Right. <laughs> he knocked his own teammate out. <laughs> even Nurkic, even Nurkic was like, "Yeah, 
Thank God we didn't get to a fight there. Like you knew what he was about. Like, come yeah. on, dude. Like, and Nurk was a Nurk. Uh, Nurk had a quote after the game. He said something like, "Uh, yeah, he needs help or something he like needs that." Some but help, yeah. Like maybe that's what led the NBA to do what they did. But maybe, yo, at the same time, he's not your teammate. So what the fuck do you expect? I don't get it. That's that's some him fancy to, ass shit, man. You want him to go? Oh, Nurk, thank you for guarding me so well in the paint and denying me position. Hmm. How unkind. How sweet of you. Yes. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Man, ball is life, and we all fucking know that. But that's Dre. I won't get more into the NBA. I just want to make sure we started with that shit because it's breaking news. Anyway, <laughs> hello. How was your fucking week, sir? Nice to see you. <laughs> yes, sir. Good to see you too, my boy. Uh, so my week has been pretty good. Started this new job, right? But hey, boop, 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 boop. let's go right back. So last week, Thursday, um, my pops had a stroke. That's right. Uh, good thing it was a mini stroke. He uh, so he he actually woke up right, and he was walking around. He's like, "Damn, I got a headache." Mm. And um, he called my stepmom. My stepmom took him to the hospital. At this point, I had no idea he was at the hospital. I was um in my room right here, oh, um, working remotely, like training remotely through Zoom. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, you know, a day goes by, and I'm like, "Huh, dad's not here." Went outside. The fuck, his truck is here. Maybe someone picked him up and whatever. Right. And then, uh, you know, my stepmom didn't come home either. So I'm like, oh, maybe they went somewhere. The next day, I literally uploaded that clip of me talking about uh, the Christian Mingle bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big hit. Big hit. As soon as I hit fucking publish on YouTube, I walk out because I hear some rumbling. Mm. And it's my stepmom. And she goes... Yeah, just in case you ain't noticed, your dad had a stroke and he's in the hospital right now. So that's how I found out. The next day. The next day. That's some shit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, spent the whole time or the rest of the weekend at the hospital with him. I wanted I wanted to upload like seven, not seven, I'm over-exaggerating, like four more clips. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, damn, seven, bro? Jesus Over-exaggerating Christ. right now. That's all right. I wanted to upload like, Four more clips, because I really enjoyed the episode that we did last week. If Hell you guys yeah. haven't listened to it yet, please go do that. Hit that play button. Hit that play button for your boys. And yes. so um, I'm going to try to get them out uh, sometime this week. Um, I think this episode is going to be fire, too. I think we're on a good roll. So Hell I'm going to yeah. start putting out clips from both weeks. Ah, man. But um, long story short, dad's doing well. He's on his medication. And he and my stepmom are actually uh, on a flight to Thailand right now. So fucking dope. So fucking dope. So um, my dad just said, fuck it. I'm taking all my medicine with me. Yeah. I'm going to go to the motherlands. I dig that. He said, fuck it. Go back to the roots. He said, fuck it. (laughs) And um, shout out to Pops, man. Uh, Spent the whole weekend with him. Like I said, the whole point of me, like, moving back in was to get closer to him. And to be honest with you, that was a very, like, defining moment in our relationship. Because Mm. I can definitely feel and not just see, like, feel... The the connection that we have now, yeah, is very similar to the connection we had when he and my mom were still married. I haven't mm. felt that shit since I was like three years old. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, so, that's what's up, man. So it's great, yeah, of course. I mean, it's shitty that it took a stroke to kind of make that defining moment for you, but I mean, those moments come when they come. You know, you can't pick and choose how they happen. So exactly, honestly, you know, I'm glad he's okay. After a thunderstorm, you see a rainbow, right? Woo! Deep. <laughs> same shit same shit so um you know my, my family we we built different we we're built for the 
for the for the downs in life. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Um, and so this is this is what we do. We navigate through the downs and rise like a fucking phoenix through the ashes. Yeah, boy. That's what I'm talking about. But I mean, good for him. Glad he's back on his feet. Glad he's doing all right. Glad he's going to Thailand. And again, quite surprised you're not with him. And I get you got your new job and shit, but man, yeah. the second he's on that plane, that's you know how fucking fun that would be just to go and see that shit. Even if you've never been there, like I never been oh. there, but everything I hear is like it's either a big ass party or you go get caught in some shit that you shouldn't be getting caught in. So it's one of the two. Some hangover shit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it was a hangover two, I think they went to Bangkok. Two or so, yeah, when uh dude got married to the yes, tiger. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that shit made me understand, like, okay, Thailand is one of those like sneaky kind of countries that you could probably have a way better time than you can in America. So and yeah, possibly that, surprised. by a lady boy, but eh, whatever. See, you keep going, man. I'm like, <laughs> that's the one thing we just don't have to bring up because I'm sure it's a very small percentage of times it actually happens. But yes, until the baddest bitch possible. pulls on her pants and she has a fucking dick that's bigger than yours. Yeah, then you know. But at least you have a fun story. Then see, you have to do anything <laughs> with it. You oh, you gonna see? Yeah. Oh, you gonna see? All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't unsee it, but at least you could just go. No, thank you. I gotta go. It's like no, thank I you. Hope. <laughs> wow, you said I can't do the accent. I refuse to do the accent. So that was all you. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh my god! How about you, I'm, my boy? How was your week? Nothing, dude. I did nothing this fucking week. I shouldn't say nothing. I'm building furniture. That's a weird fucking thing that's happening. So that's a dad thing. Exactly. I was gonna say I had a very dad weekend. It was just a lot mm. of like family time you know you're still putting things together for christmas and you know got, we finally got the christmas shopping done thank the fuck christ that's over but my wife has this notion that she wants a few extra like wooden pieces around the house some new shelving we try to do this coffee bar thing over here where my liquor is and make it more like a you know user-friendly like our own personal starbucks so we got on this tangent and said let's just get all the fucking wood and all the shit we need for it and Mm. I'm just putting shit together. We went to Home Depot, got a whole bunch of shit, and then, like, I've been in the basement, you know, last few days or so here and there, just sanding and cutting and staining, and table's pretty much done. It's just gonna sit behind the couch, you know, place to put the drinks and chill by the window, plug in your shit. I got a little, you know, outlet that I installed in that shit, so you can plug in your, your smart oh. appliance, you know, stuff, and yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, a little, little woodworking to, you know, brighten up the holiday season, so... Mm. That's pretty much all I've been doing, and uh, I guess I'll put some posts, some pictures up. It's not the most impressive thing I've ever built in my life, but I mean, <laughs> it came out pretty good, though. I mean, from the small amount of power tools I had, I was able to buy some more. I am not Bob Vila or Tim the Toolman Taylor, so I have zero woodworking skills whatsoever. So, from having zero skills, I think it turned out maybe I'll give myself a C plus. C plus. Hey, you can only go up, right? Exactly. It's level, it looks good, and it doesn't fall over. Like, there That's you all go. You need. It's a table. Functional. <laughs> good to go. Functional table. Done deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's fucking all I did. Just been working. Starting to get a little tickle in the throat. I, oh, I did some babysitting for a friend over the weekend. And, you know, kids like to carry fucking diseases all over the fucking place. So now I'm starting to get a little tickle. So if I am coughing in this episode. Please excuse me. I'm trying to pump the vitamins because I am not going down like this. It's too close to Christmas. I got too much shit to do. I refuse <laughs> to be sick through it too. But if I sound a little bit like a duck, 
that's why. So you have to excuse me for that. <laughs> Man. So, I mean, yeah, I think we can get right into the show. Start Let's the music right away because we got plenty to discuss. How about that? Let's do it. Cue the cock cock. Yes, sir. One, two, three. Mm. So this is the Bank Bro Show, in case you forgot. Again, welcome back. Love having you back here. Love that you push and play, telling your friends about us, and just getting the word out. Things are going great for these guys. I think our views are up. Like this, this man said, we got more clips coming out. The clips we are putting out are fucking hot. And just a little shout out. We got a certain email mm, from a mm. certain distributor that came out of nowhere. Mm. That's That seems to notice your boys. Yeah, Ooh. you know. So nice little email. We'll do a quick shout out to the lovely Mediocre, which is a big, big time premier platform connecting individuals with top-notch media and news and broadcasting companies worldwide. They came to us and said, hey, we want to put you in our directory so that people can find you and you can connect with your audience even more than before. So, yes, big shout-out to Medi- Medioke. Thank you so much. Ooh, we really ooh. appreciate it. Appreciate <clears> you. <throat> Fire. Yes. Fucking love it. Your boys are on the up, I'm telling you. And for all you OG listeners and viewers out there, again, we love you so much. But, I mean, you're, you've are you been members of the Bank Bros family for a long time now, and we thank you. But now you get to claim that you were here before the world found out how dope this fucking show is. So you can say that they're bandwagoners and you're not. You're OG. So we appreciate you. And from the jump. From the jump. And, and Mediocre, we're going to keep making you proud and keep making those connections. So... Yeah, yes, if you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. J- jump on to the bandwagon. We got room for all of you. For all of you going into yes, the sir. second year of this show, only big thing is coming for the uh, for the two of us. We yes, promise sir. you that. Yes, go ahead yes, and hop yes, on yes, our yes. bandwagon. Bring your sister. Bring your cousin. Bring your auntie. I don't care. <laughs> bring them all. I want to get them all. You know, bring Megan saying? Good too. Megan Good can come on the bandwagon too. As Megan, well. oh, <laughs> <laughs> Megan, front row seat. Warmed up for you. Oh, Megan. <laughs> I'm telling you, eventually we're going to shout her out enough to where she might make an appearance. I'm just, I'm manifesting oh. that right now. Can I shout out one more person? You absolutely can. Can I shout out? I Can I? I will. <laughs> I just want to give a huge shout out to my girl, Tracy Cortez. Oh, mama. So she actually replied to me on Instagram. And, uh, Stop it. I felt like the man. Stop <laughs> I'm it. Dead serious. There's, it ain't nothing like, it ain't nothing crazy or nothing. It was, she was just messing with me. She was just messing she, with me. She noticed your boy, though. It's... Something like that. I said, Feliz cumpleaños, mi futuro novia. I said something like that. Something like, was that something Spanish? Like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. A little Spanish? You know yeah. And she, you know, hit me back. So, shout out Tracy Cortez. My little boo thing. That ain't my yes. boo thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's step yes. one. Yes. That is step one. And we will just keep <laughs> manifesting it. We will just keep building this profile. Because long term, that's the real goal of the show. It's not for us. It's not for you. It's for Megan Good and Tracy Cortez. <laughs> Absolutely. That's oh. all it is. We just want to get high enough on the roster to where they start noticing your boy here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but in case you forgot, in case Tracy and Megan forgot our names, too. I mean, my name is Run DMC. That's Rizzy Ross, the boss. And 
We are back again with more sports news and stories that you never asked for, but didn't know you needed at the time. So, hey, we're here for you, right? Mm. <laughs> I you do. What on it? Oh, oh, we're going to hold off. No, 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 yep. no. That's why I you said. Say what? It. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's a preview for the end right there. <laughs> Before we get started, I have another challenge for you, sir. Yep. I already know what it yep. is, and I failed. You already know. Yep. No, no, no. Because I'm going to start it with a countdown like we did last time. It's been weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Long time when we first started the show. We noticed that we cussed a lot. And we did a cuss challenge where we tried not to cuss at penalty of a shot, I believe. Or we just buzzed the buzzer. Something like that. I want to do it again because I listened back to last week's episode. And as fire as it was, I'm pretty sure I had a good 20-minute rant where I said, fuck every other word. And I was like, wow, I'm really hitting the fuck button today. So I'm going to try to run it back and see if we can try to do this without cussing for the episode. Now, I don't know if you want to do shots, especially me, but we doing that's, a, that's an extra layer of a challenge if you want to do shots. We're doing them. We're doing them. Let me grab my Seagrams real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so that's I actually poured, I poured the, the OG listeners know I had like this huge bottle of Henny. It's, Ooh, a it's one- almost gone. It is. Oh, it's done. It's done. All right. It's done. Yeah, this two liter bottle of Henny um is all poured into this cup today. Um, nice. so this is my sipper. If I lose and gotta take some shots, I'll go grab some tequila. <laughs> oh man, Hennessy and tequila. That's a long hey, but, night. But I got the orange juice. Hey, all right. <laughs> That's a good so mix. Good. I need I need more of that shit. I'm trying to get this vitamin C going right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We will start the challenge in three, two, one. Now we start. Okay, this is going to be really tough. So, I want to start the show with a sport and a player that we don't talk about ever on the show. But he had a big deal happen, so I do want to shout out Mr. Shohei Otani in Major League Baseball and his mega contract he just signed. And the reason I like to bring this up is, again, I love the perspective of certain salaries compared to big-name contracts in sports. And this one was a doozy, ladies and gentlemen. And again, we don't talk about baseball, so I'm not going to say if you've been living under a rock because it doesn't really count here on this show. Because then I would be living under that rock. Exactly. And I mostly am too. But I do know Otani. I've seen his game. The guy is a phenom. The guy's a two-way player, pitcher, and a designated hitter. That's my big cousin. Of course it is, yeah. Now I bet he's your big cousin. After this money he just got... (laughs) backed up the Brinks truck, but he has a very interesting wrinkle in this contract I wanted to bring up real quick before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Now, again, this guy's got just an absolute cannon for a bat. If you want to YouTube Shohei Otani, just listen to the home runs he hits. It sounds like a, like a giant whip going off. The The home runs he hits are insane. It I'm sounds he like doesn't an, break bats. It sounds like an Alex Pajeda leg kick. Oh, that's so, so accurate. It's so accurate. Freaking story. It's it's oh. crazy. So the guy, yes, absolutely earned this contract. So he was with the Angels, terrible team. Even though they had really good players, even Mike Trout was on that team. So mm-hmm. even people that I know, and I don't even watch baseball, I know the Angels have some talent. But I know Mike Trout. See, okay. <laughs> Angels got some some freaking players. Otani was the big free agent this year, and he went through all this. Crazy free agency, getting courted around, kind of keeping things in secret. People were saying he was flying to Toronto, and he wasn't even there. He was having dinner. It was nuts. Long story short, he ended up signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
a 10-year contract for $700 million, which is the biggest contract in North American sports history. Just bananas amount of money. 70 mil a year. Can you imagine 70 mil a year to play a game? Especially a game like baseball, which, no offense to anybody, is not that much of a contact sport. It's just not. It's like, that's more of a strategic sport, which is America's pastime, sure. But 70 million and your body is really not on the line that much compared to other heavy sports. And if you're a pitcher and you only pitch 20 games a season? Exactly. He does both things. So that's a crazy amount of money. But then there's a wrinkle behind this. And that's, this is the part where I go, whoa. So Otani is a very humble guy, lives, doesn't live beyond his means, that kind of thing, really enjoying American culture. He decided to defer 90% of his contract. You heard me correctly. So we talked about $70 million a year. He has decided to defer about 68 to $70 million a year. He'll only be making about $2 million per year on this contract. Until only $2 million. Only two million. I know, right? <laughs> Walking around money, yes. But the cool thing is, at least for him, that's deferred into the after his contract is done. So 2034 to 2043, he gets all the rest of that money. Here we go. Interest free. No interest. So that means long after he's already left this team or retired from baseball completely, he will still be getting paid from the Dodgers on this contract. That's bananas, like 68 mil just willy-nilly for the rest of his life. Not the rest of his life, but like for a large portion of after his sports careers, whatever he wants to do with it, which is nuts. And the thing about baseball is there's no salary cap. The collective bargaining agreement has no limitations on deferring money. So he's doing this for the Dodgers so they can still spend money on the rest of the team, which is super cool. But it makes me think, go, Jesus Christ, like you got this guy. And now he's freeing up all the money for you to make this just the most ridiculous roster of all time. To me, for those of you who don't know baseball, I would equate this to KD joining the Warriors, where we just kind of go, well, if you don't win a World Series with this kind of roster now, what freaking happened? What happened? And the thing, the thing about baseball, honestly, is this could all still blow up in the Dodgers' face. And we won't get into all like the ramifications behind it, but it's like we talked about this last World Series that just went on with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Now, nobody watched it. Nobody cared. Woo! Go Rangers. It was a great series for them to, to get there. But unless you were a fan of those two teams, you didn't really give a crap about the World Series this year. And with baseball, that's a 12-team playoff. So that's not a guarantee that you're going to make it, especially because these are five-game series in a 12-team playoff. So all this money being thrown around for the Dodgers could still end up giving them absolutely nothing. So... It's just an interesting dichotomy to, to kind of think about here. But I want to bring up one other thing about this. This is very similar to a man named Bobby Bonilla. Now, again, if you don't know Bobby Bonilla, that's another one from baseball history who this contract really will remind anybody who's a baseball fan of because Bobby Bonilla played for the Mets. And that was back in like, I think, 99, 2000, 2001 kind of thing. And he got signed to like a five-year contract, $29 million at the time, which was at the time like the biggest contract in baseball ever. He got released in 2000, but then the Mets still owed him like almost $6 million when his contract was over. So because of a bunch of other things they were trying to do financially and some investments they made, they made the decision 
to defer Bobby Bonilla's the rest of his contract salary to like a 25-year plan that started in 2011 with 8% interest on it. They didn't think too far ahead. So baseball fans know what July 1st means. July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day because to this very day, even though he hasn't played for the team in like 20 years, <laughs> he still gets paid on July 1st from the Mets like a million, million, two, just because of that contract. So that's the same thing with Otani where you kind of go, that's actually brilliant. He can live off the two million a year, no problem. But he's set for that that last like eleven years. He's good. He's golden. And Vanilla, I think he still gets paid until like twenty thirty five. So damn, he's, he's sixty. He's in his sixties right now. So he's got another freaking twelve years, thirteen years of getting paid a million dollars from the Mets when he hasn't played for them in decades. Wait, hold on. I, I got a question. So, what if he dies? Sorry. Like, knock on wood. I'm not hoping this on him, but of course not. I, and I don't. I don't know what I would assume as there that was working to the contract where he would have I don't know family, you know, relatives, kin, that kind of thing, getting the payouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is an ironclad contract. I don't think they have a way out of it. So Otani yeah. could set this up to have the Dodgers on the hook for a long, long time. <laughs> I think it's time to teach Sully baseball. That's exactly what I said. That's a lot. That's a lot of these NBA players. Like, yeah, I'm taking my kids out of basketball immediately and going to baseball. I man, I had the same notion. I'm like, I think baseball might be the thing. Now, I will say this: there, I don't see anyone doing this kind of contract again. I think whatever is really? in charge of baseball is going to go into some collective bargaining meeting and go never again, never again, for so many reasons, but mostly just because it's like. That's just messing with baseball in general now. You could just stack the deck on a team and everyone just defers their salary and you put together an all-star team just because. Like, because there's no rules in place for it. I mean, to be honest, I think this might be a trend going forward. You think so, huh? But you have to be like one of those upper echelon guys. Oh, yeah. Not everyone's going to be able to do this. You have to be a superstar to pull this crap, for sure. There's only a few I can see doing that, but by the time Sully gets to be that age, I don't. I think they're gonna just gonna erase that option completely. But even, <laughs> but even then, like baseball players are still making stupid amount of money. Like baseball players and golf players are probably the, and then basketball players are probably the yeah. three highest paid athletes in the U.S. So crazy. That's so so it's crazy. like, man, even if he doesn't get that, con- even if someone doesn't get that contract, right? Right. They can easily sign for like a, a four year. They might get a hundred million. That's true. Very possible. So very possible. Man, baseball, a lot of money in that baby. Money, money, money. And the bank bros like money. That's why we wanted to bring that up. So <laughs> <laughs> but yes, big shout out to Otani again. Man, more power to you. Way to get that bad way to secure your future. He's set for life. His generations are set for life. Like, man. And then he still is just young and gets to just ascend and try to get a World Series ring out of this. So sky's yeah. the limit for big homie. So hey. Hey, because let me hold a dollar, man. Right? Let me hold like a hundred of them dollars. That's all I need. Maybe a hundred thousand of them dollars, but that's about all I need. I'm good after that. <laughs> it was a little puppy. All right. So again, sidetracked baseball. Now getting into the meat and potatoes and that's football. Cause you know, we love football here mm. and we are just marching towards the end of the season and things are just, mm. I've been saying it's a cursed season for a long time. This is a really ridiculous season. The injuries are still piling up. 
Yep. People, teams are winning that have no business winning. There are teams mm-hmm. that are in the playoff hunt that have no business being in the playoff hunt. So everything is upside down right now. We'll get into a few of those results right now. Starting with, of course, the game this man does not want to talk about. I would like you to discuss the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears and their rematch from last month. How are you feeling there, buddy? How am I feeling? <laughs> well, you know, I can't say that I'm surprised, right? Really? Yeah. Because if you if you go back to listen to our previous shows, uh, mm-hmm. you'll notice a couple things, right? Especially the ones from earlier this year, like uh, before the season started. So yes. after the draft, April, May, around there, you would know that a I'm not the biggest fan of Jared Goff mm, that's uh, true. because he, because he turns the ball over too fucking much. Oh, t- oh, there it is. That's one. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I almost was- slipped up twice. So I was like, see, <laughs> like when it comes to Jared Goff, like. <laughs> It just brings it out of you, man. It brings it out of you. Brings it out of me. All right, I'll go get that tequila in a second, but let me finish my point. Go for it. Go for it. And, and number two, Justin Fields, when he breaks contain, when he gets outside of that pocket, all hell breaks loose. Nobody can stop this man from running or making a play with his arm. Mm. On our team, at least. Uh, so maybe on your team. <laughs> on our team, at least. Uh, dude looks like 2004 Michael Vick. Uh, he hit, oh. uh, was it DJ Moore? Yeah. He hit DJ Moore um, on a beautiful – I forgot what route it was. That 38-yarder? But... Yeah, yeah, Woo! yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit DJ Moore on that, threw that ball on a line. Beautiful. He had a lot of really big-time runs. I remember um, it was early on in the game. I don't remember the quarter. It might have been second. Mm-hmm. Um, they were backed up. We punted the ball deep, pinned him down inside the 10. Um, maybe it was inside the 5 even. Um, and it was third and, like, 12 because we got a tackle for loss. Yes, I remember this. This dude <laughs> is about to get sacked. The pocket is coll- like he he's done. Like the pocket's shot. Right. Uh, I don't know who got beat, but Aiden just destroyed that offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. And then Justin Fields destroyed our defensive line. He just ran this way, spun around, and took off for 20 yards, what? first down. And you know what? They went down the field and scored. That's right. <laughs> God. So this game was, in my opinion, through my eyes, this game was a, a defining moment in Justin Fields and also the Chicago Bears' future. Mm. Because I think this solidifies that Justin Fields is their guy. And Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback. Even mm. with an inept play caller yeah, and head coach, mm-hmm. he still beat the best team in the NFC North, regardless of how you break it down. He right. did it in spite of... Everything going on around him. Like Everything. Chicago is just Chicago's just the best franchise in the NFL, right? <laughs> Dirt worst. Dirt exactly. worst. Exactly. Exactly. Dirt worst. So you stick any other quarterback behind that, and um, good luck. But We've Justin seen it. Fields is special. I'm I'm gonna get to the Lions, but I just want to emphasize about how special Chicago's quarterback really is. This kid, mm-hmm. Justin Fields, he's a dog. All right. Just get him an offensive line. And a play caller that's aggressive. Thank that's you. All you need. Just you can live with Justin Fields throwing two picks. Absolutely. Because you know why? He's gonna score the ball at least four times with mm-hmm. those two picks. Yep. Whether with his legs or with his arm. You'll get and there. he proved that against the Detroit Lions. Now let me pivot. Oh, wait, before I pivot to the Lions, I just want to say big shout out to Montez Sweat and that defensive line, because they really wrecked our offensive line. Oh, sweat. Sweat, sweat, sweat. I love he, that man. I love he's the man. Changed, he's changed life for everyone uh, on that defensive line. In I Gakwe, didn't see it coming. And Gakwe's getting pressure. 
I don't know who that D tackle is. Uh, number ninety something. Uh, Rasheem Green. About, yeah. Oh, he's an end. Sense. He's an end. Yeah. Green. Yeah. Rasheem Green. He was getting pressure. Um, and yeah, Montez Sweat just destroyed our offensive line. <laughs> and so bringing up the Detroit Lions now. Uh, yeah, our offense looks. Our offense needs help. Mm. We lost Frank Ragnow. Frank Ragnow did not play in this game. And um, that made me realize how important the center position really is. Because when we talk about offensive line, we normally just talk about left tackle, right tackle, right? Right. But that center position really commands and quarterbacks the rest of the offensive line. Absolutely. Frank Frank Ragnow, arguably the the top three center in the league, right? Yep. I was going to say top two, honestly. Uh, Maybe. I'm just trying to be a little humble. Yeah. No, he's he's so good. He's so good. He's really good. Um, I can't use a cuss word, but insert a cuss word. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> um, and he not having him expose Jared Goff for the turnover machine he really is when he uh gets hit with pressure. Um, I think he he threw what two picks. Uh, he might have fumbled yes. once. Uh, didn't have a good day. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He he dropped a couple passes. See, Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm not worried about. This no. whole entire year, he's been our most consistent, you know, player on offense. Maybe even on defense, like our whole entire team, he's been <laughs> the constant rock, that steady Abs- presence. Yes, absolutely. And he didn't have the greatest game either. No, uh, very limited. Off- very limited. Whole offense was bad. I think we went away from the run game a little too early. I thought Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, mainly Jameer Gibbs, was given the um, Chicago defense pass rush because what the. F- what did I just say? Hold on. I was going to say a cuss word, so I was thinking of a different word to say. And I almost still said a cuss word. <laughs> and then I said the wrong word. But he, that running game neutralized the Chicago Bears defensive line and the pressure that they were bringing. There you go. Which is why the Detroit Lions were winning at half. There you go. Not sure what happened there, but. Oh. Went away from the run. Put the yeah. ball in Jared Goff's hands. Turned it over. We lose the game. Shout out to the Bears. They were better than us last Sunday. <laughs> Bears finally finished the freaking game after last time because this game was so similar to the game in November where I was almost having PTSD. And I was like, because the Bears weren't up and then they started letting them off the hook. And then we know Montgomery took over and finished the job and that was it. So when we started coming back, we started kind of dominating a little bit in the middle of this game. I was having the same notion of like, we're not going to be able to finish. Something's going to happen. And the Lions are going to come back with two touchdowns in the fourth quarter or something again, and end this again for us. And I was reserved to that that result happening, and I said, "Fine, you're right." Fields was still poised. We got DJ Moore involved. The run game was okay, but the defense, like you said, really picked up where they left off. And I don't know what's going on with Goff, but the Bears have just somehow made this blueprint on how to beat Jared Goff. I didn't see that coming either because. He's got his faults. I try to tell people. Right. I I try to tell you. I try to tell the listeners. If you bring pressure in golf's face, he's going to shrivel up and turn the ball over. He has small hands. All right. Um, He's not mobile. No. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, he had a couple. No, we ran read option with him because no one really cares (laughs) if he runs the ball. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. If you force him to throw deep in the middle, he's awful at it. He's awful. So it's like, there are some certain cracks that I think the Bears have finally understood how to exploit, specifically for Jared Goff. Nobody else, no other quarterback. But for Goff, 
They know how to beat him. It's just the rest of the lines you have to worry about. Because Goff can be the crappiest quarterback of all time. But like you said, Amon Ross and Brown is a pretty freaking good safety blanket. So, yeah, I didn't see us coming out and just winning straight up. Maybe a last-minute field goal, something. A win, in my book, was out of the question. But that's me being a typical Bears fan and just kind of being, you know, humdrum about everything, saying, oh, any success that's we fair. get is crap, you know. So, yeah, color me surprised when the Bears ended up winning 28-13 to against, like you said, a powerhouse right now. The best team in our division, easily. It's not even close. The gap is even widening, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But not even just the best team in our division, but a top five team in the league. So this was the statement win we've been waiting for. There was no asterisk here. This was Eberflus's, unfortunately, his first back-to-back win. Fine. Big division win. And for me, I'm of two minds about it. I've been calling for Flus's head the entire season. You should be. I, you know I don't like Getze. I still feel like you need to keep Fields, get M- L- Marvin Harrison Jr., get him an offensive line, some more weapons. The defense only needs a couple more pieces, but he needs a coach and he needs a coordinator to build around him and tailor the offense to him. I still think Flus needs to go. Yes. I understand that the team is rallying around him. They're trying to play for him. They all have nice things to say. Yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, it's terrifying to me having a win like this because then ownership goes and they look back at this game and say, this is improvement. This is what you were waiting for. This was the Eberflus game that we brought him in for. And I go, yeah, it's one game. We are still five and eight. Yes, it's an improvement from last year, but not by much. And at the end of the day, it's still only two wins more than we had last year. We still can barely get back-to-back wins. We still are the laughing stock of the division and most of the league. That's not enough. The mediocre coaching needs to stop in Chicago. Point blank, period. So as happy as I am for the win, I am mortified that it's enough to justify keeping his job. And I go, please, no, please. Because if y'all couldn't keep Lovey after a 10-win season, why are you keeping Flus, who's won like six or seven games in three years? Bing, bing, bing. What is what is he proven to you? This, like he said, all this proved is that Fields is the guy. And I've been saying it. I've been wanting to. Even when I wanted him benched, I didn't want to get rid of him. I just wanted him to get a wake-up call. Pull your head out of your butt. That's about it. But Fields is the guy. He's the future of this franchise. He's shown you he can be special. We need special. Even if it's not elite right now, there's something to build on here. Fields brings a a dimension to this offense that other coordinators are terrified of. Coaches and even players come out and say, I'm sure glad Fields wasn't playing today because when he was hurt, like they're relieved he's not out there. That to me says all I need to know. No one's afraid of of Tyson Bajit. No one's afraid of even Joe Flacco out here who we have to face next. Ain't nobody afraid of y'all. But Fields, he has the dynamic ability to keep moving the ball. He can he can use his legs. He opens the playbook. He gets creative with the playbook. You just need someone to create a creative playbook for him to thrive in. That's all we're missing. So that's all. I enjoyed the win. Big, big statement win for the team, not for Flues. He still needs to go on my Just put that out there. Just put that out there. If Look, if if Ibra Flus somehow retains his job, 
uh, the coordinator gets oh. has to go. No question, he's gone at the end of the year. One hundred, leave him. I don't care. And the offensive playbook in this game was fine. It was we didn't do a billion screens like we always do. Things were working. I still think that was Fields directing how we went and keeping the game script in our favor more yeah. than Getsy. Getsy is he, just a placeholder. Because Fields was breaking contain, making things happen with his feet, yep. a la Russell Wilson in Seattle. That's like right. that type, you know? So exactly. is it the play calling or is it Fields? Like you said, it's Fields buying time. It's Fields making things happen with his feet to set up his arm. Exactly. That's who you keep on this team. So yeah. we'll see. But yes, I am. I am a little concerned that we're going to try to keep loose now, and I'm just like, okay, so go I, ahead, keep loose and um, draft Caleb Williams, and you're going to get the same result that exactly. you've been getting for the past few years, which is um, missing the playoffs, underperforming, yep. and throwing yep. screens every other play, ruining another promising quarterback. And meanwhile, don't forget the cherry on top. We would be watching Fields perform admirably and amazingly for another team, and kick like maybe, ourselves like, like if, you, if you plug him in Las Vegas with Devonte Adams and J- Josh God. Jacobs. Oh, my God. Like, that's all I'm saying is all you have to do is put fields on a different team that actually cares to his kind of offense. It's lights out. It's lights out. So Commanders? Oh, my God. Him and Scary Terry? Like, those other teams, y'all can say what you want. I guarantee you he's going to have offers. He will have a market, especially after this season with all these injuries to major quarterbacks. Even Justin Herbert's out now for the rest of the season. Yeah, major quarterbacks are gone, and we'll talk about another replacement in just a second here. But you're seeing the the other side of the field here, where you think the grass is greener. It ain't there. It's not there. It's a wasteland. And mm-hmm. so Fields is looking even better compared to the quarterbacks who are starting today. So we're gonna mess around and find out. But yeah. I don't want Chicago to make that mistake. We finally have a special quarterback. Keep him. There should be no debate here. Please, 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 please. So moving on to one of those backup quarterbacks we were talking about, I'm just going to put the Italian hands out right now. There was a game between the New York Giants <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers. We're not going to get into a big discussion about this. I need to bring this up because I had performed a Christmas miracle last week, and I said something very nice and very humbling and very sincere about Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. If you recall, if you listened to us last week, I also said that I reserved the right to take it all back if somehow they lose a cupcake game against the New York football giants and their backup quarterback. To the backup. Not, to the backup, excuse me. The <laughs> third guy, Tommy DeVito. Lil Guido. Mamma mia. Tommy DeVito, man. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. So the Packers lost to the Giants somehow. <laughs> Imagine losing to a third string quarterback. To a third stringer. You know what? You know, you know what? The, the Packer fans are going to be like, oh, you guys lost to the Bears. You lost to Tommy DeVito. DeVito. I love Do you see the, his agent, his outfit? <laughs> <laughs> he was in the stands with his dad. That was hilarious. His agent had on the most Italian mobster suit and hat I've ever seen. And I'm like, of course it's his agent. Of course it is. And I of course, love- he plays for the Oh, that's two. That's two. <laughs> and of course, he plays for the New York Football Giants. This is the most New York quarterback of all time, and I love <laughs> it. And do not let me sit here and take anything away from Devito as a third-string quarterback. He has won three in a row. This man, 
And I'm not saying he's out here winning the games for them. He's just there. But man, um, he ain't losing. <laughs> he see, I think I'm kind of with he's it. actually winning these games. I'm kind of with it though. Like I didn't watch the in, whole thing, but like, yeah, his my, stats aren't bad. And in, in my opinion, he he won that game. I feel like he definitely got the last drive. He drove all the way down the field and got the last and secured the last field goal for him. Like that's why you see, like game he, winner. He was doing things like all throughout the game. He he had a beautiful throw to Hodgins. He yes. had. He had the whole Green Bay defense confused on that RPO Ooh, with uh, yeah. Barkley and then just the pass off of it. Or he yes. would take off himself because he's athletic. Yes, he is. Um, this is a game that Daniel Jones would have lost. 100%. Money bags, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes would have definitely lost this game. Danny 100%. Pennies. Danny Pennies. Uh, yeah. They got two so, to run together. No, no doubt in my mind when I say this. Tommy DeVito should be in consideration to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants going into next season. <laughs> and, Tommy DeVito! I love it. And I in my opinion, it. Daniel Jones, he might be the most expensive backup quarterback of all time. I was just going to say, that's the reason it's not going to happen. They paid him so much money. Unless they are complete morons, they just to throw that money away and let him sit on the bench? Like, I mean, hmm. look, he's, I don't care what anyone says. I think the Giants coaches know this too. Daniel Jones, he's not a very good quarterback. No. I don't care what no, anyone says. He's not. Uh what has he done differently? Okay. How about no no? Let me let me throw that thought that I had out the window and let me let me say this. <laughs> you take the way Justin Fields has played mm. in his career, and you look at how the fans are reacting and how the media is reacting, and they're going, maybe it's time to draft Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Daniel Jones, no one's ever talking about a replacement. When was the last time Daniel Jones did something special? Someone help me. Riddle me that. I got you nothing. can't think of one because he never did. <laughs> so why was... aren't we talking about Daniel Jones the way the media and everyone else is talking about Justin Fields? No is it idea. because of... I ain't going to get into that. <laughs> because y'all talk about Justin Fields like he's Daniel Jones. Like he can't throw the ball. Right. He's just a running back. Like, come on, man. You know, you want to see a running back? Look at Daniel Jones. Look at Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. And Danny Daniel can run himself too, but not like Fields does. He's not as creative with his legs as Daniel. I mean, as as Fields is. I was just as shocked as a few people when they gave Danny the giant contract extension. I said, What did you see that was worth that much money? So you just locked in on missing the playoffs and being the bottom feeders of the division for the next how many years? Yeah, big contract. I mean, my God. So, yeah, Tommy DeVito out here on the minimum salary just taking down the Packers. And I'm not going to sit here and take everything back because that's a little rough of me. I get I absolutely can. What I will say that only I say it only because Love didn't play horribly. He's 25 of 39. 218 yards, a touchdown to pick. I mean, it is a, it's an average game, below average for him. But there were still some good things there. He almost had them win the game. They just kind of caught up at the end. This was definitely more on special teams. And defense letting DeVito, a third stringer, run all the way down the freaking field to secure a game-winning t- uh, field goal. So, like, I kind of put more of the blame on them. But what I will say is we talked about playoff contenders and pretenders. This proves Green Bay is still a pretender. They can get got 
as easily as they can get the getting is, is all I'm going to say. So all it is is Green Bay proving to me that they are still pretenders until further notice. I don't care. So if they even make the playoffs, it's a first-round exit. Y'all ain't getting anywhere. Because they but would play. Probably y'all would play. No, no, we would play. We would play the Vikings if it were to end oh, today. That's true. That's we true. would play the Vikings, and the Cowboys would probably play the Packers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we know how that's going to go. And I hate the Cowboys. Same. But <laughs> you know who hates the Cowboys more than us? Packer fans. <laughs> you know who hates them both? Us. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to see the implosion there. But, yeah, y'all don't want Dallas's problems if you see him in the playoff. Y'all can't handle that. And I'm not giving Cowboys any credit, but, man, they put up points. They know how to put up points. They get scored on a lot, too, but they put up points. And they beat the Eagles. Y'all can't hang. You beat the Eagles. Those indestructible Eagles we were just talking about. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a big deal for me. This was a matchup Green Bay did not need to lose. You absolutely needed to win this game and continue the momentum. This is a giant <laughs> step back. <laughs> see, what did, see what I did there? That was, that, that was yeah, clever. That was uh, pretty clever. I thought so, too. Uh, I thought so, too. But, yeah, that's all Green Bay. That's all you get from me. I won't bash you too much more, but just know you're on notice. That, that's it. My God. <laughs> and Jordan Love. Let me just yeah. say this about Jordan Love. Um, I've never seen a quarterback more confusing to analyze than Jordan Love. He will make the tightest of window throws. But miss the simplest of slant routes. I don't understand it. I don't get that. That's why he's not a franchise guy. Mm. Mm. Because he, to be a franchise guy, you got to hit the easy ones. Absolutely. You got to be. You, I'm. I'm mad. I'm even saying this. You got to Brock Purdy that mug. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. Right. <laughs> At the bare minimum, you got to be able to Brock Purdy that mug. And yeah. from what I've seen so far of Jordan Love, he's too inconsistent. Mm. So, I think his contract's up at the end of the year. I think so. Um, he's better off getting picked up by the Patriots. Ooh. The Packers are better off drafting um Michael Penix or oh, don't um, give him Penix. No, no, they'll be better. Or <laughs> no, no, no. Or my personal no, I'm probably okay. It's it's hard to pick between these two, but I'm not a big Caleb Williams guy. Eh. I like Jaden Daniels. Ah, he just won the Heisman, did he not? Yeah. He he's electrifying with his arm and his feet. He reminds me a little bit of like a Jalen Hurts mm. because he I has that be, heart. Like that. He has that work ethic. That's why he yeah. reminds me of Jalen Hurts. I like um, that. But yeah, that's what I would do if I was the Packers. Draft I don't, them or just get rid of love. That's what I would do. Let them get Drake May and try to get that North Carolina thing going and see how I'll it see. went. Because yeah, you can have Drake May because North Carolina boys they they can't handle it. Look at Trubisky. So uh-uh. no. Why don't you guys go ahead and get Drake May and then let us finally take over this division like we need to. So, sorry, guys. Sorry. It's going to be Fields versus Hooker for the next how many years? Woo! Sign me up for that. Yeah, that's the that's dope. the future I want to live in for sure. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, sir. But you did bring up Brock Purdy, and I do want to do a side note about this for a second. We talk about the Eagles. We talk about the Niners. Their matchup happened. Niners destroyed them. How do you feel? about the regression, and I'll bring up actually the Chiefs as well. Mm-hmm. For the Chiefs and the Eagles, it seems like the wheels are starting to fall off. Mm-hmm. With Kansas City blowing it in Lambeau in front of Taylor Swift and all her Swifties, 
And then with the Eagles, losing to the Niners, defense seems scattered. Even with the additions like Shaq Leonard, it just seems like the Eagles are starting to become more vulnerable along with the Chiefs. And the Niners are still ascending to just how do you, how the heck do you stop them? But how do you feel about the regression that seems to be happening for the Chiefs and the Eagles specifically? Um, you see the Chiefs, it's it's hard to like really pick out anything because if you think about it, they're really losing the game because their receivers can't catch the ball. Mm. I don't think it's play calling. It's not defense because they're always in these games. Right. Their playmakers, um, not named. You know what? It's really just one guy, two guys. Uh, <laughs> and Kadarius Tooney. Oh, they can't Tooney. catch the ball to save their life. Mm. Um, This shows you the value of having a number one receiver. This is what you get for not paying Tyreek Hill. Oh, there it is. So um, the Chiefs, they're doing it to themselves. If if they're not riding Kelsey, if Isaiah Pacheco and that running game can't compliment uh, Mahomes to Kelsey, they're mm. probably going to get got. I'm not too surprised because, I mean, look at the receivers. Rasheed Rice, very good prospect. Really I think good. Be something special. Absolutely. But then again, like, what else they got? He's about it. Yeah, like Sky Moore hasn't panned out the way we no, thought. No, I uh, sure thought he was going to. And it's just the team around Mahomes outside of Kelsey and Pacheco isn't that good, which is including crazy. offensive line. Right, that's surprising. That was always their strength too, and just yeah, it's not working right now. Yeah, now with the Eagles, uh, it's kind of the opposite problem. Their defense can't stop anybody. Mm-mm. James Bradbury is getting dogged. <laughs> Debo That's came true. out and called That's him true. trash. Now y'all know why. Yeah. I came on the show and said, I absolutely agree with Debo. James <laughs> Bradbury is freaking trash. Oh. He is only he only looks decent because he plays opposite of an all-pro corner in Darius Big Play Slay. Yes, sir. And the defensive coordinator, I don't know who it is for the Eagles. But that guy needs to get fired. Why <laughs> are you having Darius Slay play one side of the field? Make him follow the number one receiver the whole entire game. Darius right. has that skill set. He showed you he could do it in Detroit. This dude went against Megatron every day of practice and got <laughs> mossed every day in practice. He said it himself. He didn't knock not one ball away. He didn't touch Megatron. He couldn't press him. So he just had to learn on the fly. All right? <laughs> so you got a battle-tested all-pro corner. That you're just having him play a a, a, a zone, right. one side of the field. He, he's side. over here. Uh, what's his name? The Niners had Jawan Jennings flexed out to his side. You think oh. they're going to throw to Jawan Jennings? No. <laughs> Meanwhile, Debo's running free because he's destroying James Bradbury. Ayuk yep. is Ayuk. No one. <laughs> so, like, what do you want? Like, I don't know. I think the Eagles defense and their defensive coordinator is just trash. And that's yeah. why they do these games. Their, their offense... I think their offense is fine, to be honest with you. Yeah, they can still score um, for sure. They they've been playing like um not up to their standards, but not down to their standards. I think they've just right. been having some mishaps, like AJ Brown fumbled uh, during yeah. the game. Yeah, Cowboys. Devontae Smith fumbled, like just untimely turnovers that kind of happens throughout the course of a football game, right? That's true. That's true. So I wouldn't be concerned if I'm an Eagles fan about their offense, but their defense, my lord, Ooh, which I did not see coming. We talked about after the draft how they reloaded that defense from last year's really good unit. And we said, hey, they got all this talent. They got Jalen Carter from the freaking draft. We're like, this defense is going to be disgusting. Yeah. Kind of Swiss cheese a little bit right now, which yeah. 
Of all things, I never would have considered that. It's a weird Achilles heel for the talent they have on that roster. Exactly. And this reminds me of, uh, you remember that dream team that Vince Young talked about? Yes. When they had like Namdi Asamoa and uh, who else they had? Who was the other corner? I forgot. Was it? I, I forgot. But he was good uh, yeah. too. Oh, oh Cromartie. Oh, DRT. Oh, Dominic Rogers Cromartie. Man. They, they had dogs on that team, but just didn't pan out. Right. It does happen sometimes in sports, but it does. Whew, yeah. Didn't see that coming. And then how about Pat Mahomes and the meltdown he is having after this Buffalo game? We talked about Chiefs Buffalo and Buffalo being desperate. And if you didn't see it, it's fine. But there was a late call for offensive offsides for Kadarius Tooney, which ended up costing the Kansas City Chiefs the game. And Mahomes, in what I would say is the biggest crybaby crap I've ever witnessed in sports, has been going on a world tour complaining that the rest should have warned him. Because Tooney, if you look at the picture, which I'm sure it's everywhere, is completely offsides. He's in front of the freaking <laughs> ball. The rest can't even see the ball. He's practically <laughs> in the Buffalo huddle and on their line when they're lining up. And then he just darts out and they go, what do you mean it's offside? Because they didn't warn them. And they're saying, and even Andy Reid's like, oh, well, they're supposed to warn us if he's offsides. Like, if he's so far offsides and he's getting a hot dog in the stands, they don't have to warn you. And all this is doing is making Mahomes look like a baby bag but I won't even cuss about that. I just want to know your thoughts about is he in the right or is he kind of complaining to deaf ears here? You know, I think, okay, I think Mahomes is um delivering his message to the wrong people and in the wrong way. I think mm. what he's really saying is Kadarius Tooney is really trash. <laughs> Doesn't know how to do his job uh, and he needs better receivers. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is crying for help. Looks like it. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt in in that regard, right? <laughs> yeah. But this game is on Kadarius Tooney. Absolutely. Let me tell you why. As a wide receiver and as a cornerback, not at any given moment does the referee ever warn you. No. You know what you do? And this is me. I didn't. I never played at the pro level. You know you what I mean? Say. I guess. So what you do as a receiver and as a corner? This is what they coach you to do. Check with the ref. What did Richard Sherman say? When I line up in press coverage, I line up as close to the line of scrimmage as possible. I check with the ref, and that's when he tells me to back up a little bit or I can move forward. Exactly. If I don't say anything to the ref, he's not going to say shit. Why would he say something to you? Yeah, you got you again. (laughs) Yeah, that's three. Yeah, three shots. You guys are drinking, bro. (laughs) I'll save him for the end of the show. I'll save him for the end of the show. show. All right. (laughs) And so it's like, yo, come on, Kadarius. Man. Like you notice, know you're supposed so... to check with the ref, and you're right. supposed to catch the ball. That, that's it. That's your job. So this is 100 percent on Kadarius Tooney. I don't blame Mahomes. I don't blame no. the rest of the Chiefs players. No, but Kadarius Tooney, he was on another freaking planet. He was so offside. I've never seen someone so offside in my life. I was like, okay, we're just doing whatever we want now, and it cost him the game. And People are out there clamoring, and announcers are like, well, they should just blow it dead immediately so we don't see what would have happened. That's not on them. They're no. not supposed to just do just a play nope. dead and it'd be done. No. Nope. Like, that's the way the game has always been done. Y'all need to nope. stop. You need to stop. It's see, when- only, if this is only any other game, any other team, we wouldn't be talking about this. But it's because it's Mahomes, and they're not used to losing, especially for their own stupid mistakes. Right. That was getting blown out of proportion. They're not to handle adversity. So it's a bad look to me, but I agree with you. I don't blame Mahomes, but it's just like, 
bro, on to the next one. On to the next. Stop yeah. complaining. Stop complaining and crying about it. Just you lost. Plain and, and simple. And I just want to say that blow the play dead stuff. Stop it. Stop because it. Because what happens when Aaron Rodgers catches a defensive player in the neutral zone? Woo! Free he play. He gets a baby. free play. He gets a free play. Free now, play. Now what if now what if the Bills got a pick six? Mm. Then what are we talking about? What are we talking mm. about now? Because mm. that penalty is going to get declined. Exactly. There's context that you're miss that people are missing here, and that Mahomes needs to just understand. And yes, I just think a lot of complaining right now for something that really you need to be yelling at Tooney. Tooney is the one that cost you that game. And if yep. y'all can't handle it, kick him off the team. And I'm surprised because I thought Tooney was going to be a big deal this year after his nice showing in the Super Bowl. Like, hey. hey. I thought they had, you know, a sneaky good player here. A good playmaker. Yes. Tooney's got some mental mistakes. He's really got to correct here. That was a big one. But the complaining, dude, it's got to be done. <laughs> God, just whack. Don't complain. It's been all over the freaking news. <laughs> good God, man. Ugh, that's all right. We'll move on from them. I just want to make sure we know this is still the Niners world right now. Eagles, you're on notice. Chiefs, you're on notice. Y'all about to just sit back and let Niners take this whole league, man. This is crazy. Nah, we, can Niners about, ain't. we can talk about Brock Purdy, Super Bowl champion. I'm just kidding. Nah. I'm kidding. I don't see it, but, mm. man, Niners um, are the first team to lock up a playoff spot, so they're that, in the that's show. Cool. That's, that's cool. cool. We'll, we'll see they, how it plays out, though. They're going to be the first top seed out that mug, too. You think so, huh? Oh, yep. man, I'm standing on business. I'm standing on business wait. for the rest of the season. I, I can't wait for the wait. Niners to lose, and I'll be like, y'all, are y'all surprised? <laughs> I try to tell y'all, but y'all, y'all, y'all listen to me. I don't know nothing. So right. I, I do that, Nate Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do it because we can't cuss. But, <laughs> but yes, playoffs are going to be dope. And speaking of playoffs, we may transition to a different playoff that is very near and dear and very important to us. And that is the Vault League playoffs because, baby, it is beginning this week. We are in mm. round one. The playoffs are locked up. The season is over. Your boys on this show. This man did win his game. Of he course. is in that he locked up that last spot. A couple last minute seating changes happened. I lost my freaking game because Crystal, the champion, did beat me, but it just wasn't enough to get past Ryan. And unfortunately for her, the three peat is the three peat quest is over. I still remain, but I know you won't give me that credit, but it's fine. <laughs> But her hey, quest ends at two in a row. <laughs> you were you're a three P champion. You are, but I was. You the weren't there. <laughs> but the, the record exists. That's all I want. Thank yes. you. I have yes. my acknowledgement. Acknowledge it. That's all. Yes. However, because of the way it shook out, round one in this league for playoffs is me against this man. The bank <laughs> the, and what I am calling the Bank Bros Bowl. And here we go. I can't believe it came down to us two. In the first round of all, I was sitting pretty. That bye week was looking great. My team is destroyed. I needed the rest. And not only do I not get a bye week, I get probably the, the worst matchup I could possibly get at this point in my career. So, awesome. To be honest, uh, you got to put context on it because uh, out of the six teams in the playoffs, I have the most points scored. You do. You do. Plus, I just know you as a fantasy and as a partner as a brother, I know how good you are at this game. So there's, it's Likewise. not just the points for, like, there's a real respect here where I just go, I know I'm in for the fight of my life here. So really sucks. There's quite a few questionables on my 
freaking starting roster, which is fine. I just wanted to go over the matchups for this big game and challenge you to a bet, of course, because we had to put stakes on this because it's for the show, you know. But yes, this guy, the third tricky revival, that guy, El Frique, one-on-one to get to the semifinals for big gold because we play for a giant gold championship. And it's glorious. It's beautiful mm. to look at. Just caress it. 20 pounds. I think it's great. I want it. It's been too long since either of us have been champions. So we are clamoring for this win. Here we go. When was the last time you were champion? Man. Because mine was 2019, I believe. I will say, I think mine was 2017 and 2018. I think you were right after I was my fourth championship. Okay. So okay. I, I, think, I think 2018 was my last championship. Gotcha. In this league. In right. this yep. league. Mm-hmm. Yep. I won other leagues, but we won't talk about those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just going down the rosters here. I mean, we're, our projections are very, very close. Really this close. should be right down the middle. But my guy Tua is just not doing great these days. I'm a little nervous because there's no other quarterback on the waivers that I'm even going to take. So I'm riding with Tua in a tough game against a really good Jets pass D. That might bite me in the butt. And this guy has got Lamar Jackson, who I have to deal with again. Against Ugh. Jacksonville? Against Jacksonville. So I'm like, yep. One of the worst pass defenses in the league. He's definitely got me there. (laughs) (laughs) And if that wasn't bad enough, the one-two punch, because who's your running back, sir? Mr. Christian McCaffrey. Just the best running back in the NFL right now. It's unbelievable. I I I got McCaffrey in the first round, people. Meanwhile, my guy, Travis Etienne, who has had a great season, he has carried me through a lot of freaking wins, is banged up. Jacksonville is a little messed up now, too, and it's just, I don't know. Etienne hey, might is be Lawrence okay, playing? may not. I don't know. I haven't seen the it, word out yet. If he doesn't play, it might help Etienne. That's very true. Or it might suck. I don't know. This is a big, big test for Etienne to really put his stamp on this season. But mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous about that lineup as well. But I do rally a little bit. Kyron Williams back on yes. the ramps, back healthy, and he is tearing through leagues here so my rb2 very solid his rb2 is james cook who also can snap off 20 points easily so not yeah. very confident about my my job there but oh god we'll see i think about that. you'll get the edge at that rb2 spot i think because kyron Williams gets a lot of touches yes he does i love that he just funnels they funnel that offense through him great yeah oh boy then we get to the receivers, and here's where it gets a little dicey. This man and his bona fide stud of a weapon, Amon Ross St. Brown, in a massive game against the Dallas Cowboys. I expect St. Brown to go crazy. Oh, we get the and Broncos. Did... We get the Broncos. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. It is the Broncos. Excuse me. Even bigger than I thought for <laughs> Dallas. If it was Dallas, I'm like, he's going to go crazy, but it's going to be tough. Denver? Oh, yeah. St. Brown's going to have a great game. So that'll be fun to go against. And meanwhile, I had Justin Jefferson. I was so happy to have back last week. And I said, I have sat there waiting for him to come back when he feels like coming back. And Minnesota wasn't winning games. So I'm like, is he going to sell up the whole season? Whatever. He comes back, immediate chest injury, out for the game. Don't know if he's playing this weekend. Possibly my biggest weapon. May not have him. That I'm hurts. Doing okay. I'm, I'm not doing okay, what? but I can't cuss. So just know I'm cussing on the inside. <laughs> I mean, the rage. The rage is here. It, I, like, if, if Jefferson plays... I'm scared, but at the same time, it's like, who's going to throw him the ball? Exactly. Because Nick I don't. Mullins is the quarterback. He's starting? He's starting. He's named the starter. So See, if, it was, if it was Dobbs, I, I'll be pretty I'll be pretty terrified. Yeah. 
Dobbs can sling it. We know that. But Mullins, who wasn't terrible at San Francisco, but. But who is? But who is? Exactly. We talk about the Ferrari. How can you not be? So, uh, we'll see about Justin Jefferson. I'm hoping that he plays. It's against Cincinnati. So, that's a big game, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident there either. Then we switch down. Uh, A.J. Brown is my number two receiver. Hey, stud. Stud. Even when he fumbles, still a stud. This guy's running with Chris Olave as of now, unless he changes things out. Yep. Olave again. Saints, you know, he's getting touches. He's getting looks. Olave's a good part of that offense. So, as a wide receiver, too, you really can't go wrong there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, A.J. Brown's a wide receiver one, easily. Absolutely. I love yeah. having that strategy. We talked about that at the beginning of the year, of just having, like, three bona fide number one receivers as your guys. Like, that's a recipe for success for most of the season. So, right. yeah. even if your running backs aren't that great, the receivers will get you there. Right. It pays off, as you see. Hey, playoffs, baby. Uh, tight ends, after I lost Mark Andrews, great. I did end up swooping Isaiah Likely, which I was very happy with. I still think Likely is one of the better backup tight ends out there. Agreed. Lamar, Lamar still loves him. And it's nice because he has Lamar Jackson, so if he looks Likely's way, hey, I'm staying with him a little bit, staying pace. So we'll see how yes, that goes. Sir. I hope but, he just throws the uh, Zay Flowers the whole game. Oh, my God. Who I have on my bench right now. I'm still – I don't know Flex or – I don't know. I'm still tinkering with things because I don't feel confident in this yet. Uh, but his guy is Dalton Kincaid, who I had big hopes for starting this year out as a rookie for Buffalo, but we'll see. He's a little banked up, too. He's, Buffalo's a little all over the place. I I think we're pretty even at tight end. We're pretty even there. I, I, think I think they're so. both. I think they're both like low end tight end ones. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Honestly, that's all you can ask for these days. Like, yeah, these tight ends out here, my god. Uh, and the flex is very interesting. He's got DeAndre Hopkins, who's actually on an ascend right now. He's starting to get a lot more play with Tennessee. I think Will Levis loves that guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Who else is he gonna throw to? <laughs> I was say, yeah, you have no one else other than handing it out to King Henry. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Hopkins is getting hot at the right time. Tennessee is still trying to fight for that last playoff spot here and there, but it's against we'll his see. old team too. Oh, it's a revenge game. Oh, you're right. I almost drew, dropped an f bomb there. I just stopped myself. It's like far from Nugent. So Hopkins might have a massive game on Sunday. Great. That's why I chose to start him over Cortland Sun. I wanted to start Sutton because he's been so steady, and I yeah. know what I'm getting. That's true. Um, but. I think Hop has that upside, and he's going against his old team. He's going to tear him up. That's that's a recipe for a big game for a receiver like that who can be a little petty. We've seen him play petty, and, yeah, he hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping not. Please don't. Please take it easy on me, please. But then you got Garrett Wilson, right? Yes, sir. So they gave the ball back to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson started messing people up because he said he has nothing to lose at this point. He's playing for the mamas out there. So, Garrett, I mean, Garrett Wilson is the biggest benefactor of Zach Wilson coming back. I'm hoping, especially against Miami, big, big game for them, too. And Division. again, big divisional game. And Garrett Wilson has been getting those numbers back up to those wide receiver one numbers. So when you have a talent going. like Garrett Wilson, he's always a wild card to go off. Because yes. he's a hell of a talent. If he had Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson probably is a top eight receiver. Crazy. Crazy, which is why I picked him in the first place. And now it's like, uh, I'm not wishing Rodgers was back, but it's still like, it's a what it's if, like, like right? But hindsight, yeah, it's in hindsight, right? So it's, it's like, it's in hindsight, but it's just one of those things you kind of look back and go, alternate universe, I'd be sitting pretty right now, man. Yeah, with those three, you probably have a buy, 
Right. That's what I was. Yeah. Oh my God. Curse season. It's a curse season. <laughs> and we won't get into the kickers and the defense because who cares about that? But at the end of the day, again, pretty freaking even. My wife is also in the playoffs. She's got a big game against a person as well. So, you know, we got a decent chance of bringing that gold back to this house. But I need at least one of us to get all the way through. It's going to be big time here. I just want to say um, shout out to our previous champ, uh, Crystal. Absolutely. Round of applause. She led the league in scoring. Mm. And just missed out on the playoffs. In fact, she's the only team to outscore me. Isn't that crazy? As That's a two-time crazy. defending champion, she was still yeah. pacing the entire league. And the, the only in the points, yeah. And the only reason she's out it was a pretty much a technicality. It was a one-loss record that you could have got off her, and that's that's it. Yeah, like uh, it was, I beat her early in the season, and yeah, that that really gave me the edge. That was uh, it. But she she has a great team, um, absolutely. And I'll say this: whoever wins between us is probably going to win the whole thing. Because looking at these other teams, I'm sorry, but y'all trash. <laughs> The number one seed, I walked. I just walked the number one seed, Jeremy, back to that bye week. I walked (laughs) him back to that bye week. I beat him by, like, I think almost 30 points. Yeah, it was a solid win. Solid win. And I was technically the lowest seed last week. Technically. (laughs) So I knew that was just, that was crap. I knew I'm like, the seed doesn't matter. I know your team. Your team is a killer. So I didn't, I didn't care because who wants to. Okay, read my thing. Who wants to see McCaffrey, Lamar, and St. Brown in uh, the first week of the playoffs? Nobody. I don't. I no. don't. But but who wants to see uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Tony Pollard? Um, Tyree kills the only one you're scared of. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, the other team, um, Sonorowski's tight ends. Oh, His Sandusky's wide receivers are American yeah. Sandusky's tight ends. I- I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> That's how I feel about your team. I think your team sucks. All right. I'm talking trash. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Uh, you got Amari oh, but... Cooper, Terry McLaurin, and Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, Rachel's team uh, is actually kind of sneaky. Uh, yeah, it is. Because uh, Baker is actually a pretty decent fantasy quarterback. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Uh, and then David Montgomery, B. John, C. D. Like that's a that's a solid squad. Absolutely. But the rest of them, the number two <laughs> seed. <laughs> oh, Zelensky's the out there. Number two seed. You gotta buy. With this weak team, you got DJ Moore, Noah Brown, <laughs> Carl Pitts, <laughs> DK Metcalf. Like, granted, he's had some big weeks, but yo, he's got a lot of duds too. I got him in another league, so I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has not been the DK we know. <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah. Team Zelensky. She got some last minute wins, like back to back to back, and then. That was all it took. It just carried her right to that bye yeah. week. I'm not worried about, I'm really I'm worried worried about, about you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, it's going to be fireworks. My bet is a loser takes three shots. Let's do it. I got to take three shots tonight anyway. You still got to take three <laughs> shots. So let that be a preview for your next week, too. But you may take your three shots anytime tonight, dude. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing game. I look forward to it. Oh, may the best man win, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. Speaking of showdowns, on to our final topic of the night, and that is another UFC pay-per-view coming your way this Saturday. UFC 296 is coming up. I want to just get into the five main card fights. 
and just what you think is going to happen. If you want to do some bets, we can just kind of add all the freaking shots to this next show that you need to. But let's do it. Let us start at the bottom of the main card with the ascending talent, Ian Gary, and his opponent, Vicente Luke, who actually, I believe, they have fought before, and Gary probably pieced him apart on that. But Luke, Gary's, Luke. Luke, excuse me. I always get the names wrong. Uh, but Gary's still on the rise. Back-to-back wins against Daniel Rodriguez and Neil Magny. And both of those wins really showcase Ian Gary's a great striker. He knocked out Rodriguez, who... I mean, he isn't really a top-ranked contender, but Neil Magny is, and mm-hmm. striking was on full display here. And long story short, I'm sorry, Luke, I, I think Gary mops the floor with Luke. Really? On, I think he does. I think the striking is just going to be too much for Luke. I think Luke's got a good ground game, but like that's a really about it. I think Gary does enough of a striking clinic, mops him up, and moves on because, again, this is another one of Dana's golden boys. Probably sets himself up for a potential top five fight down the line here. But Gary is starting to put those wins together where you're going to start seeing his name a lot more. What do you think? Um, I think uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Luke has a shot. And I think people are overlooking him. Of course. Him. Of course it's uh, a shot. Luke got, he has power and he's great on the ground. Great jujitsu. Yes. Uh, Ian Gary, great striker. Dynamic striker. We know that. <sighs> That being said, I think this fight, this fight may go three rounds. I can see that. Um, I don't think. No, let me not say that because those two guys, like, they can really put you out. Like, Luke oh, can yeah. put you out. That's true. I'm a big Vicente Luque fan. Uh, old training uh partners and uh buddies with Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Former welterweight champion. I'm gonna ride with the underdog here, and I'm taking Vicente mm, Luque. Nice. I like the underdogs. Hmm. Very nice. And again, I'm not taking anything from Luke. I just think I've seen Gary's fights a lot more recently. It might be some recency bias, but seeing the striking yeah. he put on display, yeah, I think Gary's a great prospect just to really climb these ranks pretty quickly here. So that's going to be an interesting fight. I think you got yeah. some merit, though, when it comes to maybe not mopping him up, but it might be closer than we think. I still yeah, have I, Gary I think, on that one. I think Luke's going to – he's not going to surprise me because I know what Luke brings, but he's going to surprise a lot of the – I don't want – I'm not calling you a casual. Uh, the but, casuals. <laughs> yeah, he's going to surprise a lot of the casuals. Like, who the hell is this Brazilian dude doing <laughs> these hooks? Right. But yeah, give me Luque. I like it. Okay. Okay. We'll take that. Uh, Next up, Mr. Patty Pimblett, who is a, I'll call him a divisive fighter. I'll put it that way. Going against Tony Ferguson, who I am disappointed that this is a fight. And I don't want to take anything away from Tony Ferguson. We have talked about Tony Ferguson on the show. Big fans, much respect. He's had a long, storied career, especially as a champion. So, like, Ferguson has been an amazing fighter. Why is he on this card? After the last fight he had, Ferguson's lost six in a row. The last fight he had was terrible. He got destroyed to the point where I said, that's probably it. But here he is again, fighting Pimblet, who is quite a bit younger. But I'm not a big Pimblet fan either. And that's the thing. Pimblet is... Like I said, divisive. He talks a lot. I don't mind talkers. I like when people, ooh, I almost said the S word. I like when people talk a lot of trash. And Pimblin is somebody, you know, from the UK who has some skills. I think he's got a good ground and pound game, but he has been shown that he can get pieced up pretty easily. His strike defense isn't great. And if there's one thing Ferg does well, is punch you in the face. So elbow you too. He will elbow the crap out of you. He'll elbow you to death. 
So the only way, and here's the thing, I'm giving Pimblet the win, but I am not confident. Ferg, for all the losses, as much as I think he's done, if he can stay on his feet and still throw, he might catch Pimblet. And if Pimblet loses to an aging, descending Ferguson, I think it says a lot more about how Pimblet's not ready more than Ferguson is like just that guy still. Like, this is just one of those, it almost feels like a trap game. So I'm not a fan of putting Ferguson on this card, especially on a main card, especially against someone with Pimblet who they're trying to make a big deal out of. I'm going to get Pimblet the win on a ground and pound, maybe. Nah, I wouldn't even say a submission. Just ground. Ground game all day. But I am I'm saying it might just be a decision on this one. What do you think? I think Tony Ferguson finishes him. See? That's the thing. Ferg, I, he still got something to tank. I, I have no doubt in my mind Tony Ferguson finishes Pity Pimblet. See? That, that's, that's, I'm, I'm like... About to go to Pato and put money on Tony Ferguson. Yes, do it. I think think, uh, this is my biggest argument for this. Who has Patty beaten? Nobody. That's the thing. Exactly. So uh, he's not battle tested at all. And they want to feed him Tony Ferguson. I know what they're doing. They want to feed him Tony Ferguson. Just like how, um, you know, like Donald Cerrone was getting fed to all these up and comers. Absolutely. Yes. That's exactly what it reminds me of. That's what they're trying to do. Yep. You could just YouTube it. Uh, yes, yes. Cerrone, Tony Ferguson is going to have a Cerrone moment and knock Patty out. I could see it. That's why I was like, oh, I don't know, just because I don't like Pim- Pimblet's game at all, really. I know what he can do, and I know what Ferguson can do, but this is like, like I said, it feels like a trap game. I, I call it the old yeller. That's what they tried to do with Cerrone, where it's like, feed him these guys who you know are just 10 years younger and all the gas of the world. Cerrone was a bad man, though. I was a big yeah. fan of Cerrone, so I yeah. feel the same about Ferguson, where, yeah, he's losing a lot. I'm still going to stick with the Pimblet, like, decision win. But, like, don't be surprised if Ferguson catches him and puts lights out. Like, Oh, he's going to – I think he's going to catch Patty with, like, um either a knee or an elbow. Right. Uh, Tony's really good with his knees and elbows. Really yes. good in the Muay Thai clinch. Um, Tony has some ground game, too. Uh, I think yeah. Tony's pretty well-rounded. He's just been on a skid lately, and people forgot. How talented Tony Ferguson really is. Absolutely. Rewind a few years back. I know, like, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But sure. rewind some time back. He's a top five fighter in probably the toughest weight division in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After that loss to uh, Justin Gaethje, like, everything's been downhill. Yeah. But he's but fought nobody Gaethje. but studs. Exactly. He fought last fight was against uh, Bobby Green. Yep. I think Bobby Green beats Patty, too. Oh, absolutely. I think so. So, um, Patty's I'm, overrated in my book. Just, yeah, agreed. You, you agreed. see his face everywhere, but yeah, he hasn't done anything. So I'm like, no, haven't. Hmm. So, so give yeah. me Tony by KO. Okay. I like it. I like it. Cause I would love that. I would love to be wrong about Ferguson. Cause again, I respect the guy so much, but like, I'm going off of the old yeller mentality, but I would love for him to come swinging back and saying, I'm not ready yet. And this dude ain't nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. Show, yeah. Show me Pimblet on his behind. It's like, no, not your time, son. <laughs> I think that's going to happen, man. I think it's going to happen. Dana would crap a brick. Because <laughs> he loves him some Patty. He was all over the freaking video games and he was yeah. DLC. I'm like, dude. The UFC why? wants Patty to win. They do. See? So, I just don't get it. Like, what yeah. is it about him? I have no idea. Some golden boys I see, I go, okay. Like Sugar Sean O'Malley, I got exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Why like wouldn't he's... he's the guy's gonna print you money? Of course. Why wouldn't you put the machine behind him? But Pimblet? Yeah. And and on top of that, like Sean O'Malley is a like magnificent striker. Unbelievable. So, Unbelievably talented. 
And he's only been doing this for how long? Not that long. No, two years. That's about it. He's, he played like basketball and stuff growing up. Right. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't grow fighting. No, he grew up playing he's basketball. He's already this good. Natural, so. natural yeah. transition. So yeah, no, this is apples and oranges here. My God. Yeah. So talk about the next fight, sure, because I know you have a lot of say in this. Shafkat Rachmanov and Steven Wonderboy Thompson mega fight, in my opinion. I would. I love yes. this matchup. I love yes. the matchup. But go ahead and talk about it. This fight is going to be the classic striker versus grappler matchup. Beautiful. Um, well, at least that's what I think. Sure. Because Shavkat, he can strike too. Right. He has a I think did he finish all 17 of his fights? I'm not sure. I think he did. I, I think he's 17 true. for 17 as far as finishes. Yeah. Um, he's very good on the ground with his jujitsu, and he can also strike, like I said. If he's Decides to stand up and just strike with Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's gonna piece him up. Uh, no one in that division can stand up with Wonder Boy other than like Leon Edwards. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Boy is one of the best strikers the UFC's ever seen. Period. I think Wonder Boy always has a shot because his kicks, his spinning back kicks, nasty, all of his freaking kicks from the (laughs) or southpaw stance could put anybody out. Right. Um, all that being said, I think Shavkat's going to be smart, and I think he's going to use his grappling and jujitsu to beat Wonderboy. Mm. And so I have Shavkat winning by decision. I don't think he's going to finish Wonderboy, um, but I think he'll control Wonderboy, neutralize his striking, and get the win. But my heart is rooting for Wonderboy. I want Wonderboy to win. Mm. That's hilarious. I have the exact same prediction. The mm. exact same. And I, it's everything you said. Wonder Boy's karate skills are top notch. Still to this day, I haven't seen yeah. anybody as creative with. And again, for for those of you living under a rock, karate of all the mixed martial arts is probably the most basic one. I've been in karate. I did it for fifteen years. It's the most bare bones, basic crap you can do in mixed martial arts. The thing about karate, though, it's, it's the building block of martial arts. All of them. There's yep. a basis in karate for all of it. So if you can master karate, how Wonder Boy did, it will take you very, very far. So a lot of these other ones, it's always Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the judo throws and all the other fancy stuff you can do in mixed martial arts. Wonder Boy took karate, brought it into a modern era, and made it something amazing to watch. Yes. However, I agree. Rachmanov, in my opinion, is ready for a title shot. I think he's on a crazy tear through this division. I think, again, like you said, I think this goes the distance. And I think Rachmanov actually wins this. But it's going to be an amazing fight. I think Wonder Boy makes him work for every inch of that cage. All of it. All of it. I agree. But I think Rachmanov takes care of business and he starts putting his name out there. Yeah. For big gold. We'll we'll see. You better believe I'm going to be cheerleading for Wonder Boy like a I do. I want Wonder Boy to win. I'm a big fan. Yes. Rachmanov, I like him too. But I've always I've liked Wonder Boy long before this, so absolutely that, me too. That'd be cool as a karate guy. Uh, mm, I gotta go with my karate guy, but Rockmanov, I think on paper decision takes the win here. He's Agreed. got too much to lose. Next up, last two fights, big title fights. We will start with the flyweight championship with Alessandre Pantoja and Brandon Royval. So this is a rematch for Royval after he lost to Pantoja about two years ago. And now the flyweight title is on the line after Pantoja won on a split decision against Brandon Moreno. So, again, we talked about that for a bit. 
uh, weeks and weeks and weeks ago how it's rare to win a championship on a split decision. But, you know, Pantoja's improved dramatically in two years yes. since that Roy Val fight. So I'm not taking anything away from him. But it makes this fight a lot more interesting because now you have the revenge factor for Roy Val. So it's like, do you go with the Pandoja and his improvement? Or do you go with Roy Val and the heart and soul that he's got? Because he shows a lot in that cage. And Roy Val's got some power, too. And with these flyways, these are little guys. But these are always dope fights. And the these skill. two eggs, the skill level is the highest you'll find. Those guys are lightning quick. So their skill set is masterpieces. I love watching Flyweights fight. This one, I have Pantoja winning it. I think, again, his improvement overall has skyrocketed. So defending his championship, I think he seals the rematch. I don't even think it's going to – it might be a decision win. I cannot feel Pantoja finishes it. But with Flyweights, you never know. They're either going to 100 miles a minute and someone's getting knocked out quick or they just empty the gas tank and it goes a full five rounds. It's hard to be in between. I think Pantoja gets this one. What do you think? I got my boy, Brandon Royval. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> he, I know we we might not have spoke about him on the show, um, but not really, he's one of my favorite fighters mm. in the in okay. the entire UFC. Uh, wow. I love the way he fights. I actually kind of model my striking after him. That's cool. Um, if I were to ever do any like MMA, as some people may know, like I I, I started boxing, That's but right. if I were to transition over to MMA, I would definitely look at Brandon Royval, um, and take pieces of his game because mm-hmm. not only is he a great striker, he can point fight, he can jab you to death, leg kick you, keep his distance. He's tall for the weight class. He's five foot nine, so he's sure. about my height. Um, and Pantoja's five five. Just throwing it out there. That's true. Um, so he he can keep you at bay. Uh, like you said, he has power. Yep. And Brian Royval has a lot of wins by submission. That's true. He's a black belt BJJ fighter. There you go. Um, and like we said, with these flyweights, they're so well-rounded. Pantoja, excellent jujitsu, Probably the best in the division. I think so. Um, Pantoja's made very good improvements uh, with his striking. He always looks very like uh, lazy in a sense, right? Yeah, but he's not. But he's not. He's very calculated and very yep. uh, methodical with the way he moves and fights. Almost like um, drunken boxing. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah. He's just very relaxed in there. He kind of lulls you to sleep, and then he'll yep. throw he'll throw that right hand. Yeah. Um, this fight is going to be determined by who can get their backhand um, off. Sounds kind of weird, but pause. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting you recover. And it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever can get their backhand off first and be yep. effective with it is probably going to win this fight mm. um, because it's it's Southpaw versus Orthodox, right? So it's going to be an open stance fight. Yep. Um, open stance fights, great. for those who don't know, it kind of neutralizes the jab. I mean, you can still jab. It could still be effective, but it kind of neutralizes it, right? Because your lead hand is in front of their lead hand. Yeah. So you see exactly when their lead hand is going to pop up to you, right? That's right. But in doing that, your backhand is aligned directly to their head. Mm-hmm. Whoever's foot, lead foot is on the outside is going to have that perfect angle to just land that backhand the oh. entire time. So whoever can get that backhand off first is going to win this fight, and I think it's going to be Roy Val. Um, the first time they fought, Roy Val got submitted. That's right. Um, I think he comes back for revenge, and I think he gets this win. I think he's going to finish Pantoja by TKO. Um, He's going to hurt him, and then it's going to be stopped. That's what I think. Mm. Mm. But it's not going to be like a lights-out type of thing. 
Okay, that's fair. I like it. I think it's again. This is a very probably the most even fight on this card, which is this. This fight is that's the one I'm looking something. forward to the most. Absolutely. This fight, you're going to see every skill set in MMA on display. Uh, yes. Striking, grappling, BJJ, you name it. It's going to All be on display. At lightning speed, too. So that's the cool thing about it. it yeah. They're watching the Matrix, man. They're just going at it. So Absolutely. love flyweights. Love this matchup. I think it's going to be probably the, the fight of the night. I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, we'll see about those results. I love that we're like, Pretty split on a, most of these. That's great. That's great. I think we're going to be split on this next one, though. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this freaking fight with our guy, the welterweight champion of the world, Leon Edwards. Headshot. Bang. Bang. So, <laughs> defending his championship <clears throat> against Colby Covington. Um, yeah. I can't stand Colby Covington. I'm just going to put that out there. Can't stand Same. him. Don't Same. like the guy. Don't like anything about him. I think he's a completely overrated. I think he hasn't beaten anybody worth anything in years. Oh, he beat Masvidal. He beat overrated Masvidal at the end of his freaking game. Like, he ain't beat nobody. I don't think he even deserves this fight. I think there are way better contenders here. And my thing is, Edwards already has the blueprint for a Kobe Covington. Why? Because Kobe Covington does everything that Kumaru Uzman does, but way worse. Way exactly. worse. Exactly. Way worse. <laughs> and Edwards already proved he could take Usman out. He beat him for the championship just like that. So, and the rematch. So, the blueprint's already there. Unless the only thing Covington is going to try to do is wrestle him. That's the only play in his playbook. And Edwards already shown you he's got the range. He's got the technique to just stand and piece you to death. To death. And that's exactly what I think is going to happen here. Edwards, I don't care what round it is. I think it's a TKO. I think Kobe can't hang. I think he gets, catches a couple in the face and it's over. Because Kobe is completely undeserving of this fight. And if it goes a distance because they try to test each other out a little bit in the beginning, or Kobe tries to like hug the cage and make him come down and play his game, whatever. Edwards is ready for it all. He already has the blueprint. If this goes to a decision, it's unanimous for Edwards. I'm not giving Kobe an inch on this one. What do you think, sir? I absolutely agree. I don't think Kobe Covington deserves this fight at all. I think it should nope. be Bilal Muhammad, and I think Kobe Covington should be the alternate. Absolutely, yes. Um, Bilal Muhammad's been on a tear if you've been living under a rock. He's uh, probably the most overlooked fighter in that division. Yes. Uh, he's very well-rounded. Yeah, he's very well-rounded. Um, there's no holes in his game. He actually, his skill set is closer to Usman than Kobe's is. Exactly. In my opinion, from what yeah. I've seen. It's very um, similar. Yeah, very similar, and he's way more active. Just throwing yes. that out there. When's Absolutely. the last time Kobe fought? You don't know. I <laughs> Whenever he fought Masvidal and Masvidal fought how many times after Kobe? Exactly. Right. That's it. <laughs> so stupid. So, um, yeah, if Kobe wants to wrestle, Leon showed that he's made improvements to his game. He took down Kamaru Usman, just throwing that out there. Yes, he can take down Usman. I'm pretty sure he could take down Covington. Covington is nothing about Usman. So and he's already proven it. He lost to Usman too. So like twice. What twice? You ain't got nothing, Kobe. And if you somehow win this fight, I I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. It's not going to happen. Kobe got dropped by Usman. Usman's not on the same level as Leon when it comes to striking. No. Not close. Not close. I'm sorry. Not close. Leon's striking is one of the best in the entire UFC. Just period. So Period. I'm not sorry about it. That's just facts. Period. That's just facts. Um, I think Leon stops Kobe. 
uh, I don't know why I think this, but it's going to be like something to the body. Maybe it's going Maybe to be some, 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 <laughs> some kick to the body and Kobe's going to go down. TKO Leon wins. I think Leon wins this pretty easily, to be honest with you. I don't I see do him too. struggling one bit. And I'm not looking forward to this fight because I know how it's going to end up. And it's going to be Kobe on the ground and Leon with a belt around his waist again. I think that's accurate. And I'd love to see it. I can't wait to watch that fight just because I know how it's going to end. So I'm manifesting it right now. I'm calling for it right now. It's Leon Edwards, still all champion day all day long. No, all offense. To Kobe Covington. All offense. 100% All offense. offense. All offense. All of it. I don't even care. I yep. can't stand that guy. And I know he doesn't care about that. I'm sure he loves the hatred. I don't care. We've talked about that in the past. I don't care. I, I hate don't that care. Guy. Can't, can't yeah. stand him. Same. So, since we are split for three out of five, are we doing shots? Let's do it. Shot Let's for each shots. one? I think it's a shot. Yeah, straight up shot for each yep. one. Because you already got the fantasy bet on top of that, too. So, Oh my God! One of us will be very hungover for this freaking. If we, if we do, uh, if we do, if we do what we normally do and do the it by the rounds. Oh God, that that would be very, very rough. So let's just do straight up money line, you know, straight up shots. Let's and do go it from there. I like. So it. we got we got uh Tony and Patty. Yep. Ian and uh Vicente, and then we got yep. uh Rival and Pantoja. Correct. Let's do it. Big three. I love it. And make sure y'all come back and find the results because one of us is gonna be quite trashed. For next episode. <laughs> uh, one of us better lose one and the other one lose the other because oh, God. one of us loses both. The show might end early. They might need to call and work the next day. That's going to be yeah. a rough morning. A and rough I morning. have no problem doing it just to let you know. So uh... I don't either. I got ways around <laughs> that. <laughs> It'll be funny either way. You still need to take your three shots tonight. But while yep. you're doing that, you can get some last words for your adoring fans. Um. So before I run and get that bottle of tequila... Uh, I just want to let the world know that um, I just feel like moan girls don't like me, man. And um, oh, and um, I guess I'm just sticking to, you know, the chocolate muffins for now. <laughs> the chocolate muffins. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I don't know what it is, but yo, moan girls don't do not fuck with me. Oh my. There, that's, that's four. four. That's four. Uh, I was just about to. I was just about to end the challenge with your last words, but you kept going. Uh, and I got more. <laughs> but why do you say that though i have no idea what it is i think okay Hmong people have a certain way of living it, it's kind of hard to explain if you're not Hmong. Yeah. but been over the tribalness of them and black folks as well you know they they, they like certain things and they yeah they have certain lifestyles and certain yeah. ways of living and yeah and i think it just doesn't mesh well with the way I want to live. And I think that's why we don't click and they don't really mess with me. For example, I just want to throw this out there. Hmong women love putting on the littlest bit of clothing and going to raves. I'm with it. Which which I have no, <laughs> I, I ain't got no problem with. Sure. But that's not my scene. Right. I've been in co- contact with some um some of my Ferrero Rochers. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The descriptions are amazing. Oh, and, my God. And they're more like me, where they just laid back, you know what I'm saying? Rather be at the crib, you know, light up a joint and, Kick you know, it. keep it chill. And yeah, if we drink and we just sipping some, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And we're not trying to get hammered and pop pills and do all this crazy stuff. Ooh, like, no. I'm sure I'm sure there's there's, um, you know, Hershey Kisses that do that. And that's cool. Hershey Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? You could join the, you know, join whoever else. But I just feel like. 
I don't know. I feel like my wife is going to be someone of a different descent. I'm just throwing that out there. And you know what? I'm all for it. I said, you know who you're saying that to, right? A person married to a exactly. wife for the exactly. very reason. Yes, I, exactly. I absolutely understand what you mean. So I would say to that, since these are your last words for your adoring fans, but maybe consider the age of the Hmong women you're trying to court. Because if they're still about raving, they're probably a little too young for you, brother. You need something a little more mature. You'll be surprised. They're they're older, huh? Some are older than me. Some are older. Well, I mean, some and, are and some and are I'm a little younger. Like it. I'm I'm 29, right? And some are right. some are 26, which right. is cool. Like that that's fine. 26, right. 25, that's fine. Um, but you know, some of them are older than me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a lifestyle. I, I'm not. I can't knock it because hey, if you're still out there raving, hey, you know, do your thing. But do your thing. I ain't hating. You know, I wouldn't say it's. And I wouldn't know, but I wouldn't assume that it's all among women at this point. But right, yeah, it's I not, mean, it's not. But maybe I mean, but you you have been on the show talking about your your Nubian queens and how you really mess with them and how that's kind of your whole vibe. I wouldn't say it's something to feel bad about. I just think you kind of know. Oh no, I don't feel bad. Not okay. Well, good. Making sure. Yeah, I don't feel bad. A little sad about that, but I was like, you know, maybe that's just your thing. Maybe that's your vibe, and the the girl that you're going to end up with eventually knows that and. It doesn't really matter what shade she is or what flavor candy she is, I guess. But, <laughs> you know, it's I think you're just learning more about yourself. And we talked about the growth and the things that you, you know, deal with in your life and you allow to be a part of your life. Then certain things you just don't have the time for the energy for, which that's just maturity, dude. Trust me. I've been there. You, you kind of look back and go, man, if that was 10 years ago, I would have been here and here for New Year's Eve at this club at this bar. Now I'm like. Dude, game night with some friends. I'm good. Like, a little bit exactly. of whiskey, I'm sipping. Like, that's just you becoming more oh. mature and understanding who you are and Thank what you, you want. Yeah. So And it's like, it's Hmong women, thing. all Hmong women want to do is get drunk at Ox. They know yeah. what Ox is. Don't play yeah. with me. <laughs> they want to go get drunk at Ox. They want to go, you know, pop that yeah. little booty at these raves and pop pills and you know what I'm saying? They want to do all this extra stuff. And when I'll be like, you know, let's just cuddle up and watch a movie or something at the crib, you know what I'm saying? Cook dinner together, you know, something nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. are you boring? Uh, okay. Go, do Goodbye. it. Right. Let, you ain't getting this. Them. Sucks for nope. you. <laughs> <laughs> just let them go. Let them scatter, dude. Eventually. The real ones do come through. They cut through all that wheat and chaff, and they do show up, and you kind of look back and you say, man, the reason it didn't work out with those ladies is because this one's the A1. This is the one that puts the standard. You haven't set that standard yet because mm -hmm. you don't know it. It hasn't arrived in your life yet. When it does, that's when you look back and go, I get it now. This is mm -hmm. why I was feeling a certain way. You're waiting for this one. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Former skeptic, now married almost 10 years now, so... I can speak from experience. You sure. definitely can. Mm, it does come out. Those are some some final ass words. My God. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, damn it. And two. Oh! <laughs> I got four. <laughs> yeah, I got four. <laughs> you got, yeah, if I were you, I, would, I wouldn't be crying. I'd take two. <laughs> I was so close. I was On so that note, close. I'm going to grab that tequila. Let me grab a shot. Oh, I was so close. That's all right. Well, he's getting his tequila. I'll say my final words. And they're the same final words I always have for you people because we love you so much. And that is 
to just keep on liking, subscribing, following, and loving what we do. And where do you find that stuff? Boy, you should already know by now. But in case you don't, that is The Bank Bro Show on YouTube and Facebook. We are at the Bank Bro Show for gmail.com, and we are at Bank Bro Show on Instagram, which we will be getting more on that front as well. Yeah, Fireball. My God, do you not love yourself? <laughs> no, this is what one of us is going to drink uh, when we lose next week. All right. Oh, my God. I have Fireball, too. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to drop one of these off at your house, but since you already have it, cool. I might I'm lose both. I might lose both, so I might have to drink both. So you never you know. Might. You might, but Fireball is a whole different level, man. My goodness. Uh, F that folks. Yeah, that's no thank you. Well, uh, cheers to you, and uh, cheers to our adoring public. You haven't even it yet. Hold on, hold on. What are you doing? I have to, this cork is, like, stuck. Oh, it's a cork. I, you had no hands on screen, and you're grunting, and your veins in your forehead are popping out. So I wasn't sure what you were doing in that seat right there. It was a little concerning. And now I got tequila all over my shorts. Nice. To party now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This, oh, man. This is going to suck. All right, man. This is the one. That's the one. <laughs> I got three more, baby. Before we get off this show. Ooh, you like all three before you get off the show? Yeah, I mean, I lost. So you better take them back to back to back. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. Well, cheers to you. That tasted like booty. Oh, not great. <clears throat> Let me take my shorts off. They're really wet. <laughs> That's the longest shot ever. <laughs> Dang, God, oh, I leaked through my boxers, too. Oh, no. How did you spill that much tequila? I, the cork was stuck. <laughs> God. And so, uh, was it a full bottle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cork was stuck, so I like had to pull it super hard, and then it just whoosh, wow. erupted like an ejaculation. Like prom night. Oh, yeah. Like Got prom him. night. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what's crazy? Uh, I've been to three different proms in high school. Just saying. Why? I guess I just got it like that. All three different days. <laughs> <laughs> they just had to have you, huh? Okay. okay. Uh, three different girls, three different proms. I, I can barely keep track of one, man. That one I did so long ago was it. One girl. And I, that's a story for a whole different day because that prom <laughs> night was nothing like i thought it was gonna be i had <laughs> only a small amount of fun but there's a reason for that we'll get into that take your shot <laughs> sir here you go sir cheers cheers to you it's your orange juice i took my second one uh-huh. f this i hate clear liquor it hurts me way more than brown liquor as it should i don't know why man it's supposed because, to be filtered right uh like, well you're silver some... tequila so yeah supposed to be filtered through something and this brown liquor is supposed to be just through like you know saying wooden barrels that's why it's brown right right it's nature <laughs> that's probably why it doesn't hurt me as much that's probably why see mm-hmm. son of the that's, soil the, the brown liquor is from the earth it's from the yes. earth man earth it's from the earth the earth with the f U R F. that's the corn you grow and you put it in the wooden barrels and you mash that up and you make whiskey out of it it's a beautiful thing <sighs> natural remedies in your system yes Absolutely. <laughs> Here's number three. Good Lord. Number three. And while he's taking number three, we will sign off. Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves because we always do. Uh, make sure you come back and see us next week. Check out this episode uh, again, Saturday morning, 7 a.m. On the socials, we talk to you about 
and come back next week for all the results. Definitely many more shots to be taken. Then one of us is going to be uh, super trashed. And it's going to be entertaining for everybody. Uh, but until then, you know what it is. Bank bros are in your city. We are always here for you. His face is going to explode. And we can we can make sure we end it here and say you can bank on it. But he might need a stretcher after this. <laughs> oh, no. I need some head in a comfortable bed. Oh, there you go. That works, too. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. See y'all next week. One, two, three. Fuck, fuck.